Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and I am so glad that you are here today because we have a wonderful guest, a friend of mine, Jan Strickland. She is also an author. We're going to talk about her book a little bit later on, but welcome, Jan. Thank you so, so much excited for having me, April. Were here. We go Thank way, yes. way back. Yes, we do. <laughs> our brothers go yes, way back. Our way brothers back. go way, way back. And I love that we were talking about them and just how fun and crazy they were. I remember um, my brother Jeremy was in school with your brother, but you were telling me that Jeremy had said that he was willing to be your big brother once Mert graduated. So whenever I was in eighth grade, my brother was graduating from high school and then I was about to enter high school. And of course, you know, the nerves of leaving junior high, going to mm-hmm. high school, and Jeremy would say, no, I've got I've got you. I'll be like your big brother when you get to high so school. <laughs> and we had, um, we just had this funny little hand clap that we always did. We'd pass mm-hmm. each other, because sometimes the junior high and high school students would pass each other, and he'd say, word, to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you slap on that hand, He word. never so, met a stranger. He was, he was so, he was so, he was so full of yes. life and energy. Yes. And I love how, like, on the foundation, y'all say his joy remembered because that's, that's what right. he was he that's was right. joyful that's and right. always uh, that's what i'll remember him as right. and, and and what a wonderful thing to be remembered for yeah for joy for i sure. hope that people remember for sure. me like that for sure well i'm so excited that you're here because we have a lot to discuss we have a lot to talk about you um, are well known in our community because of Strickland Interiors. Yes. And so you've been able to remodel uh, homes and also new construction sites. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But also I want to just talk about your journey and your life and the fact that you're married with two children now and, <laughs> yeah. and the things that the Lord has brought you yeah. through. So welcome. We're going to just jump right in and I'll, dive right yeah, in. Yeah, I'll kind of give you a, a short, <laughs> a short, try to do a short version of the bio, but I'm from Ravel, Louisiana and, yeah. um, you know, went to OCS for a short while and that's mm-hmm. when I met Jeremy yeah. and Joya as well. But then um, graduated from Riverfield Academy and then I went to University of Alabama and a lot of people ask why there, but my parent, my grandparents are from Alabama Okay. And they both graduated from Alabama. So that's well, that what sense. led me yeah. there. And, and so I'm sure you got a lot of hate for that. Oh, from all the yes. LSU oh, yes. Always. And yeah. still do. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's all fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I met my husband, Josh, actually a month after a moving, after starting college. Wow. We met at a sorority fraternity event. Um, and we didn't start dating till a year later, sophomore okay. year. But he is from North Alabama. It's outside of Huntsville. It's Decatur. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is funny because he kind of was similar upbringing as me. Um, his mom was the children's minister of their Methodist church. Wow. And then, you know, so he was always in church and yeah. I was as well growing mm-hmm. up. So we had that in common. Um, but then at, we dated all through college and we got married short about a year after college and it was a month before he started law school Goodness. so yeah. his that was a world yeah so his so our first year of marriage was his first year of law school so of course yeah. you know that was crazy but when um back to at Alabama I graduated in interior design so that's kind of what you know brought yes. me to this so 
Then I worked at um, different interior design places in Montgomery, Alabama while he was in law school. Yeah. Um, but in his last semester of law school, we decided that it was time because we knew that he was finishing up. You know, yeah. we had been, we had been married for two and a half years at that mm -hmm. point, and so we were wanting to start a family. And we knew that we were going to be coming back to North Louisiana because he was going to practice law with my dad. Yeah, that okay. was always yeah. the plan. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided to go ahead and try, you know, for our first child, mm -hmm. and. It took about three months to get pregnant. And I, I mean, I know that's not that long, but I thought it was just going to happen instantly. Yeah, but, yeah, it, you know, right. it took three months. Um, and it was, it was during the pregnancy that God kind of started revealing autism to me, which was very interesting mm -hmm. because I didn't... No much. I didn't know anybody with autism. I didn't know much about autism, but it was like on Facebook and different sites. It kept popping up, you know, on ads or it was just right. kind of popping up in different. And so here I was um, pregnant with our first child and Josh is finishing up law school and I'm sitting on the sofa reading about autism. Wow. And it was... Now, you know, and looking back in hindsight, um, that was definitely God preparing me sure. for what was to come mm -hmm. um, with Jay's diagnosis. <clears throat> so we, he finishes law school and then he was taking the Alabama bar whenever I was 37 weeks pregnant with Jay which was, yeah. you know, kind of crazy yes, yes, <laughs> to, yes, to like all that. the studying and <laughs> yeah, all of that, you right. know, all of that. And then um, we had Jay in Montgomery, Alabama, and then we moved when he was six weeks old back to Ravel. Okay. And moved. It was a crazy time because yeah. Josh was then studying for the Louisiana Bar. He had already passed the Alabama yeah. Then he was studying yeah. for the Louisiana Bar. We, we were moving right with again. a six-week old. Yeah. <laughs> and we were moved, we moved Jam. into my parents' house. Yeah. All together. And while they were finishing Bill, I was designing their home next door. And that was getting finished up. So we were all living in one roof. And Jay was a very hard baby and I hate okay. to say you know it's hard yeah. to kind of say that but I always knew I mean we knew from day one when he was born um the nurses actually came in and they said we have never had a baby like this and I thought she this one lady um it was actually the lactation nurse she said in my 40 years of experience I've never dealt with a baby like him and I thought what what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, what does that mean? mean you know, I, yeah. I mean, like, we just kind of, I mean, we could not settle him at all that first yeah. night. And, of course, first-time parents, it was nerve-wracking. Sure. Um, we yeah. were kind of like, what is going on? So, of course, the move, you know, to where it was, it was just always difficult with him. Mm -hmm. Like, he was never settled as a baby. Um, things were just always... It, it, everything was always a little harder 
with yeah. him. Um, everything was challenging. And so throw that with the move, living mm-hmm. with my parents, um, Josh studying and, for the bar. And he's about to work with your dad. And he's about to work with my dad who is going to live <laughs> next door. So That's there was a lot. a lot of changes and a lot of, you know, new things. Um, and so then uh, I became... Real, mainly a stay-at-home mom, but I was doing some design work on the side whenever we moved back. But I knew I was going to be focusing being at home with Jay as a baby while Josh was, you know, right. getting settled into the practice. And so I kind of started, you know, getting into the design here in North Louisiana then. Um, and when, so when he was about eight months old, I just really started having the feeling that he had autism. There were just certain things that he wasn't, yeah, as a new parent, I was reading Mm -hmm. all of, you know, the Google things on this development needs to happen, you know, at this time, and this needs to happen at this time. And he would meet the majority of those things. And so as a, you know, as a mom, you don't want to ever think something's wrong with your child. Sure. Like, I tried to fight that at mm-hmm. every... Josh and I both did. We were like, no. We, we would both kind of be like, it's strange that he's doing that, but oh, but it's nothing. Fine. You know, but yeah. we would just brush it off. I'd mm-hmm. say, oh, it's it's nothing. Or he'll catch up or he'll... Do, you know, I kept telling myself that. And one day, it was like the he wouldn't clap. And it was just a strange... You know, the, it, it was on yeah. the developmental chart. I think it said eight, 10 months, they should be clapping. And I just couldn't get him to clap. I would try everything. And I just remember breaking down one day to my mother-in-law and I said, he's just not clapping. Cause he would kind of mumble mama or dad, you know, so mm-hmm. there were certain things that he would follow on the chart. And then there were certain things he wouldn't. Um, and I just remember telling my mother-in-law, I said, I think he has autism. And she's like, why do you think that? I said, he's just not clapping. And she was like, well, that's kind of a strange, you know, thing right. to to think. But as a mother, I just had this instinct. Had, yeah. Well, instinct. I kept I kept thinking, if we do this, maybe he'll do that. And I started looking around at my other friends with children his age, and they were like light years ahead of him on speech development and mm-hmm you know, I mean, just a lot of other communication type things. But then I kept making excuses and I said, maybe because he's at home with me because I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, I just, I would start as, I was like, I don't want to get, you know, ahead of myself here. I don't want to, you know, jump the gun. that comparison is so hard as a new mom as well. I, I remember being in those shoes and, you know, having a group of friends and we all had babies around the same time. Mm-hmm. And you you do kind of get caught up in that, even though you don't want to. Yes, yes. You know? And that's and that was part of the reason why I was telling myself, don't take it too, you know, I was just right. trying, this voice yeah. in my head was kinda saying, you're, you're um, right. you know, you're, you're just going overboard. So um, I put him in a day school and I thought, maybe this is going to be our answer. You know, maybe this, yeah. if he, if he's around other peers, he's going to start talking. He's going to start all this. Right. Well, that was not. It was, the, but it was actually the beginning of our whole diagnosis and journey by doing that. Because I was friends w- who, with the owner at the time. And 
she, you know, the worst fear, you know, that I knew, I knew something was wrong, but then to have somebody that is a professional in child, you know, development say, we need to get him tested. Yeah. It was kind of like my biggest fear came, yeah, yeah, to, oh, really, there is something not, you know, right here. So um, it all started with, and he was two and a half at that point, and so it all started with speech. You know, they Mm -hmm. they put us with a speech therapist, and it started there. Then the speech therapist put us with an occupational therapist. And of course, I kept saying, this was this is our answer. This is all we need. You know, we just need mm-hmm. him to be in speech. We just need him to be in occupational That's therapy. Really and then like everything's yeah. getting, you know, I thought this is our answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it wasn't. Uh, this was really just kind of the beginning. And at this time, I was pregnant with EV and I had EV when he was around two and a half. It, it all yeah. kind of happened at the same time. He was starting therapy and then I had a newborn, which, you know, was a lot yes. going on. <laughs> um, Cause right. I'm, I'm thinking something's not mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. and we need to, you know, get him his help. Right. But here I have a newborn that I've got yeah. to devote my time to. And it became very clear through Evie <laughs> the differences of Jay. Things, she was like the easiest, you know, newborn, I mean, which she could have been an exception to the rule, but she was just, everything was coming easy to her. She was doing all all the things developmentally. She was actually above, you know, on the chart, just she was speaking at eight months old. And so then I started, when she started to surpass my two and a half year old, it really started yeah. to hit me, okay, something is wrong here with Jay. Yeah, you know, I just, right. it, that was really what. And was Josh picking up on it too? He and was, he was. We were, we were both just, like, wow, Evie is, and, and I think we both, still, you know, still, you still don't want to, you know, as a parent, you still yeah. don't want to accept it. You still don't want to believe something's wrong, but. We were like, well, maybe she's just an exception. You know, maybe she's just, you know, we were just kind of still making those excuses. But then um, he got through the day school and then, um, and he still was not, he was speaking a little better through Mm -hmm. speech, like a little bit, but it wasn't right. So then he, we put him in a regular pre-K three and it wasn't until his pre-K three teacher said the words yeah she she Mm -hmm. she was the first person to say because she had been a teacher for many years Mm -hmm. knew and she said i'm pretty sure jay has autism and that was she spoke something that josh and i already knew Mm -hmm. but again we still even wanted to fight it then. Right. And um, we met with a, well, we tried everything. We, we tried to get him in all of these different, you know, high places to get tested. And, all, and they kept saying, it's going to be six months. It's going to be yeah. like everywhere yeah. that I called, they said, it's going to take six months to get him in. It's going to take. 
And I was kind of like, we don't have six months because I, God had brought this girl to me through Jay's class, actually. Her, her brother was diagnosed with autism and she was and and she and she ended up being Jay's like first friend. And so we started talking and she even noticed it kind of from day one. And she would start talking to me about it before the teacher ever even mentioned it. And then she said, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she kind of, you know, was there to get, I mean, God, for God, for sure, God, for sure placed her in my life. Um, and we're still in each other's lives and get to talk about it all the time. But, and her son is a year older than Jay and at the same school and everything. But she, she really encouraged me to get that diagnosis and to do ABA therapy. That was like what her main, she was like, this was everything for him, you know, for my son. It can be everything for Jay as well. And so right then it was that light coming into yes yes i mean for her she was because i saw her son Mm -hmm. speak and do all these amazing things that i wished and prayed for for jay and i thought well you know she was the one that kind of made me feel like the autism diagnosis isn't bad you know to have another mom with a child with that diagnosis Mm -hmm. and to see his successes she was the shining light, you know, to, to be that person for me. So I then, um, really started the urgency of getting that diagnosis after Mm -hmm. speaking with her. And I found a local person who could do the testing and got us right in like within a week. And, um, of course she did. And I was God's testing for everything. It was kind of a, three month, you know, long, but it was better than waiting six months and waiting more months. And so it was a, it was a thorough testing and she did give us that autism diagnosis. And I remember walking in that parking lot and just breaking down because Mm -hmm. I thought here we are, we've got a lifelong diagnosis. Sure. This is not something that's going to be a fix. Yeah. This is, you, you know, and he was, yeah, he can't, there's just, nothing yeah. that can fix this. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you know, my friend had given me all this hope through her son and everything, it still was, it's hard to hear a lifelong diagnosis for your child. Yeah. You know, that's a very that's scare. Right. And then also I had, Evie was at this point, she was two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he was about, yeah, he was four um, when he received the diagnosis. Well, the the way that I am, I got the diagnosis. You know, I cried, kind of screamed out to God. I was I was angry. I didn't want that. I didn't want that for him. Even though all these things had, you know, been years, kind of making. And back to, you know, he did not. He was not speaking at this point. He was Mm -hmm. not speaking a single sentence. Um, at, at four and I wanted so bad for him to talk. That was my prayer to God every single day, probably from the time he was two and a half because I saw other, you know, two and a half year olds just speaking, talking right. to their parents. I wanted that for you him. Wanted I wanted to be able to talk to my sure. son. Yeah. And that was something I really, really wanted. So I've been praying for that for two years and I had been trying everything that I could up until this point. So then I thought, 
you know, this, maybe this is it, the ABA therapy. You know, we needed the autism diagnosis to get him into the ABA therapy. And so I called, I found a clinic locally, called, got him in like the next week. Wow. And it was like almost within a week or so of him going, he started to speak. And it was just like, incredible i mean every word mm-hmm. that he said is i mean it's and it's still today i mean he's seven years old it was a miracle um and now and his speech to this day just keeps improving keeps he he says bigger words and yeah. you're like wow yeah. but i i think back to you know the times i just prayed to god i mean it was really probably two and a half years worth of praying and waiting for an answer, you know, for the speech to happen. And what a good God that he does. He hears our prayers whenever he says that we can call upon him and that he will answer us. And he is so mighty to do so. We're going to take a short break, Jan. And then when we come back, we're going to finish this amazing story. We would like to thank today's sponsor of the Reflecting Light Show. Strickland Interiors. Strickland Interiors is one of Northeast Louisiana's premier interior decorating and home design companies. Jan Strickland specializes in decorating remodels as well as new construction, and she has been the lead designer for the Monroe, Louisiana St. Jude Dream Homes for the past five years. Visit Strickland Interiors on Facebook and Instagram today. Hello and welcome back to the Reflecting Light Show. I am April Rogers and I'm here with Jan Strickland. We were talking about how you had been praying over and over again for the Lord to answer your prayer for your son just to speak to you. And there it was. And there it was. You get your miracle (laughs) and he utters these words. And it's just like what I say, you know, biblical miracles. I compare this to Moses parting the Red Sea. Yeah. Because even though it's not something, you know, like that, it was to me. Sure. It was everything to me. Yes. I so desperately wanted my son to speak mm-hmm. um, and to try everything for so long. And yeah. then for him to start speaking it was kind of like the floodgates, you know, were open. Right, like he right. was, he he started, he and it just, it just continued. And like I said, it's continuing now. Even um, at seven, he's speaking more words. And yeah. and you were saying that he's able to carry on. He is a able. He is able now to carry on a full conversation. I mean, spe- and I always say this: to, he can speak in paragraphs. Wow, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we still, you know, there's still a few words here or there, letters that he struggles with, but it's so cute because Evie, and, and I, and I say this to Evie, Evie was a full on blessing from God. Um, and she has a whole nother story <laughs> that we don't have time for today, but she is there seriously the biggest encouragement when he struggles with a word, she helps him with it. That's I mean, she's two and a half years younger, but like she knows he's struggling Mm -hmm. and she'll say, Mama, he's trying to say this. Like she really, she kind of knows, yeah, she knows um, 
how so she, they always say God put the two of them together for a reason yes. because she helps oh, him and I mean they that. are just it's like beautiful. the perfect pair mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. Um, but when we received the diagnosis something else really incredible happened so our area did not have um, any type of resources for those with autism. And I was desperately, you know, this was three years ago. I was looking for that as sure. a newly, di- yeah. you know, as a parent of a newly diagnosed child. I wanted that community to meet other parents and right. to know, and for him to even know other children um, with his diagnosis. And at that exact same time, I had contacted a friend of mine that I knew from high school who I knew her son was diagnosed. And I said, is there anything here? And she said, actually, we are starting the Autism Society of North Louisiana. Would you and Josh want to be the board members? (laughs) And she said that like, I I was like, yes, "Yes, um, this, I mean, we had just received the diagnosis within a week. And she asked, and you know, with Josh yeah. being an attorney, they mm-hmm. needed an attorney on the board. So we jumped right in, oh, and they asked me to um, be the government relations chair. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Designer. I know. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm an interior designer. I'm not, you know, <laughs> d- I've never done that before. And we started that we just met and we started talking about how there was a need for a bill to pass where it would have autism on a driver's license so that a police officer or, you know, a learner's permit Mm -hmm. um, or even an identification card so that a, you know, police officer, somebody in law enforcement, if they were to see that and then they were to see the child or, you know, the teenager stemming, they would not suspect anything odd. They would know that that, you know, it was an autism type thing. Right. So, which is so important because if I can only imagine if, if Jay was driving and then he got and, pulled over and then the officer did not know, you know, like, and that like, would a, be and traumatic it, yes, for and like, him. A, and, and something set him off like a light or a noise, right. you know, and they didn't know what was happening. Yes. Um, it would be very traumatic. So for the safety of really everybody, it was Mm -hmm. an amazing, you know, bills. Um, And we got Representative (laughs) Francis Thompson jumped right on board and backed the bill. Mm. And he's, I've known him my entire life. And we got to, this was during, this was 2020, right during the pandemic. You know, we're all quarantine we were actually down at the beach and we get a call that it was about to go before the house in Baton Rouge and so Josh and I took off we left the beach and we went down Baton Rouge and they passed the bill like we I we both got to stand up and speak and they passed the bill and then now um that was so that was in 2020 that was a couple years ago now the president of the Autism Society at that time, her son is now of the age to get a learner's permit and she actually yeah. shared on social media <laughs> the picture of the driver's license and everything with the autism written on there. Yeah. And, the, and I just was in tears. I was like, this mm-hmm. is, because 
the back fruit then, of your yeah, labor. Yes, and That's back the then when we started this, that was, you know, it all started three years ago when Jay was first diagnosed and he was four and a half. Yeah. In my mind, all I could think was, I just want him to speak and I just want yeah. him to like be in a yeah. regular classroom and I just want, you know, this mm-hmm. form. I wasn't even thinking about the day that he would be driving. But then yeah. to see her son and then for now for Jay to be seven and here we are, you know, yeah. eight, nine years out, I thought this, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, and I'm telling you, it goes by so much faster than you think it does yes. because mine is now in finishing <laughs> yeah. driver's ed and it's like, no, yes. time to slow down. Yes. Yes. But what a beautiful story of how the Lord allowed you to be a blessing and now you guys have created this community and you're holding the hands of other people. So you are that person that that woman was to you in that minute that you needed that light to come into the darkness. Because I'm sure that you were grieving. You were, Mm -hmm. you know, having that diagnosis. You you have to grieve. And you start thinking, what are all the things that, you know, Jay's not going to be able to do now? Yeah. You know, what, what is his future not going to have? because he has autism. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to learn that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know, that right. he can do everything that anybody else does. It's just, it may be on his timeline or maybe a little, sure. di- it may look different mm-hmm. than others, but I know, you know, yeah. especially through God showing this miracle of him even speaking mm-hmm. that anything is going to be possible for his life. Um. Seriously <laughs> said. Oh my goodness! But it brings tears to my eyes a little bit because you do think about just the the faithfulness of a mother's prayers, mm-hmm. and you and Josh just pouring into um, this and what you've been able to succeed in. And the fact that you see his speech as a miracle, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I know that you don't take it for granted any time that you get to have a conversation yeah, and, um, with your son. And and just, I look at I look at Evie, and everything comes so natural to her. Mm-hmm. And then I look at him, and I think he has had to spend hours and years and day, you yeah. know days in therapy to do this one thing that she just does so naturally. And if it wasn't for his struggles, I think I would just take everything for granted. You know, I I don't, I don't take, now I don't take anything that either one of them do for granted because even though it's so natural for Evie, uh, it's just, it's a miracle for him, you know, it it is, but it's really, we're all kind of walking miracles if you look That's at right. it that way. That's right. That's great um, perspective. It, it, it yeah, really I mean, is. everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Is, and I think that your story is going to provide somebody who may be out there in this same position that you were, you know, five years ago, whenever you were just like, is this going to be my new reality or is it not? I think you're going to be able to provide that hope in that light for them. So thank you so much for sharing your story. It was beautiful. Thank you for having me. Of of what the Lord has uh, been faithful to do and what he will keep doing. But before I let you go, we need to talk about your book. So this is your interior um, coffee table book. Yes, yes. I love it. It's It's, so beautiful. Yeah, it's my um, portfolio in there. 
and it's local you yeah. know, homes that I've done for the past four to five years and all the St. G dream homes. I'm working on my sixth one now. And wow, that's a testament yeah. to the Lord's faithfulness too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, I love doing it. Yeah. And, and and it's no small feat to have a published book. No, though. I mean, like, no, I it was. Know. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> out like yes. weeks and yeah, yes. hours of the day <laughs> talking and, to the editor and trying and, to be a, a wife and a mother and you know working mom. It's it's a lot. Yeah. So I applaud you for your efforts Thank to be you. able to do that. Now, before we say goodbye, I need to ask you, what is one thing, Jan, that is lightening your load these days? So I knew you were going to ask this because <laughs> I listen to all of your other podcasts. Um, I would say self-care. Okay. And okay. in the form of, I love listening to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, yours is definitely at the top. But then also just finding time to work out and to, you know, focus on nutrition and different mm-hmm. things. And, you know, as a mother, a busy yes. mom, business woman, if you don't take time for yourself, no. then things are going to go crashing down. So I yeah. really, um, it ha- it really lightens my load to give myself the time that I need. That's really good. And that's, that's a great answer because you're right. I mean, before we know it, our hours in the day are accounted for. Yes, and if yes. we did not intentionally put those hours aside. And, and, that, and that's something that I had to learn <laughs> yeah. the hard way. You right. know, being a mom of two kids mm-hmm. and busy, yeah. you have to make yourself a priority. Yeah. Or you can't that's or right. you can't help your children, you know, yeah. or, or anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you have been here today. You are definitely a light mm-hmm. in my life, and I know that you're a light in this whole entire community that we have, but also the autism community. And so thank you for your efforts, for you and Josh and what you guys are doing over there. I know that it's going to reach a thousand generations. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Reflecting Light Show. We pray you got some hope and some light out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and also share with a friend who may need the light of Jesus Christ in his or her life. If you haven't gotten your copy of Made to Shine, you can do so by going to aprilrogers.com. Go out and have a great week and be the light.